Today, we're talking about an unexpected crime that took place a couple of months ago near Tampa, Florida. This case began and ended in the blink of an eye, and the community was left with so many unanswered questions. Questions we're likely never going to get answers to due to the fact that the suspect is no longer with us. This episode will be short, but I think it's massively important to bring light to the beautiful victims of this crime and to speak of the legacy they leave behind. I'm Stephanie Morham, and this is Wicked Ever After. Since this also goes on YouTube, there's a lot of words I cannot say, such as sexual assault, sexual abuse, rape. So in those moments, you might hear me on the podcast say S-A. So I just wanted to give a heads up that as you're listening, um, you might hear something a little bit different, and that's only because I want to be able to post this on YouTube. Please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel and liking this episode. I appreciate all the support that you can offer. Marlene Pizzazio, a 14-year-old mom of three, special education high school teacher, and according to her Facebook, a birth doula as well as a distributor for NewSkin. Marlene lived with her son, who was 21 years old, her two daughters, who were 17 and 11, as well as her 38-year-old boyfriend, Al Stenson. We aren't sure how long they were together or dating, but if you look at pictures on Facebook, there are photos of Marlene and Al together as far back as 2016, so it's safe to say they were in each other's lives for a little while. On the morning of May 7th, 2023, just a couple of months ago, Lake Wells police reported to a medical check call that came from Marlene's family after numerous calls and texts had gone unanswered. The police showed up to Marlene's Florida apartment around 8.50 p.m. that night and stumbled upon a horrific crime scene. Marlene and her three children were all found deceased from gunshot wounds. A prime suspect was determined very early on, and the hunt was on for Marlene's longtime boyfriend, Al. Quickly, police were able to track his car and found Al at the Slumberland Hotel about 80 miles away from the scene of the crime. It's reported that he went there because his brother was staying at that hotel. Police descended onto the hotel and negotiations started quickly. Negotiators were able to get the brother out of the hotel and used him to gather info that would help keep everyone safe during the process. Talks between the negotiation team and the suspect went on for several hours and the police felt like they were making some good progress. It was reported that during the negotiations, Al kept saying, this is going to end in three ways. I'm going to kill myself, you're going to kill me, or I'm going to surrender. Eventually, the police had convinced Al to step out of the room, put down a handgun, and step away from the weapon. At the time, Al had one gun in his hand and another in his pocket. Once Al stepped away from the handgun that was placed on the ground, the SWAT team used a foam projectile to neutralize the suspect, but it had little effect. At that time, Al went for the gun on the ground and officers opened fire. A SWAT member attempted CPR almost immediately, but the suspect was pronounced dead at the crime scene, leaving the question of why lingering in the air. So what happened? 
What caused Al to murder his girlfriend and all three of her kids? Unfortunately, with Al now deceased, we honestly just don't know. This case is puzzling because everyone close to the couple had nothing but good things to say about the relationship and how it appeared on the outside. To say everyone seemed shocked that this occurred would be an understatement. People wonder, how could this be the ending to such a seemingly happy couple? Marlene was a high school teacher at the same high school her 17-year-old daughter attended. Her daughter was a wrestler there and was remembered fondly by her wrestling coach. Marlene loved her family and her dogs, often posting about them on social media. She was recently so excited for one of her dogs, who was pregnant for the first time. She couldn't wait to be a fur baby grandma, as she put it on Facebook. She was so excited to add puppies to her family. Marlene seemed to be loved by all. This became evident after her death when her Facebook became flooded with messages of shock and sadness that someone so beloved would meet such a horrific end. One Facebook friend posted, I'm so shocked. I can't believe this. My heart hurts for your family and friends. May you and your precious children rest in peace. Another friend wrote, you know, you are a great person and parent and a great significant other. May you rest in peace with your children. Many share their devastation posting. I'm devastated by the news. My heart goes out to the family. I'm just in shock right now. So sad. Further investigation paints a beautiful picture of how big Marlene's heart really was. She had a huge heart for not just her kids, but for her students, always ready to help the less fortunate and always caring for people. Her family remembers how kind and nice she was and how she would light up every room she was in with warmth. There are numerous posts of Marlene gushing about her relationship with Al, how much they loved each other and how well he took care of her and her family. Post after post after post, with never a single bad thing to say about how things were going at home. It was later discovered that Al had some previous run-ins with the law related to theft and domestic violence. But it seems that his past was behind him and things were going well for everyone and himself. This picture of pure happiness and love has led so much confusion on what happened There's no evidence or reports of a fight that happened before the murders or any signs of trouble that family noticed. By all accounts, it seems impossible this could have even taken place. Marlene's brother, Julian Ramos, recently spoke about the crime and what took place, stating, Justice was served. Not the way I wanted it to, but it was served. Her brother went on to say that Marlene was the person his family would lean on for strength when a crisis hit. Like last year, when my dad passed away, she was the pillar. She was holding all of us together, he said. Now it's my turn and my brother's turn to be the pillar for my mom. Currently, the family's goal is to get the bodies back to Puerto Rico. My mother's wish is to bring her back to Puerto Rico, he says. We're going to bury her on the land on our soil. To help make this happen, there's a GoFundMe account set up to help the family with their unexpected costs. Two months later, we have no information on this case. The motive for this crime remains unknown. And with Al being deceased, I'm not sure we'll ever have answers as to why this horrific crime took place. We're left to wonder why these happy, positive, bright lights were taken so unexpectedly. And the family is left having to come to terms 
with never having answers. Marlene's story serves as a chilling reminder of the darkness that can lurk behind closed doors, the warning signs that remain hidden behind those seemingly happy social media posts, and the battles that everyone is facing, even those that seem the happiest. May Marlene and her children's legacy be one that encourages us to all reach out and check on the people we love, to love fearlessly, and to always spread kindness in the world. If you'd like to donate to the GoFundMe page to help Marlene and her children's bodies be brought back to her mom in Puerto Rico, the link is in the description. I'm sure they would appreciate any amount you could give. Please let me know what you think of this case in the comments. Please also hit the subscribe button on YouTube or whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You can stay connected with me on Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Mora. Until next time, please stay safe.